0: So Jake, are you familiar with the like original OG Pokemon games, like red and blue and yellow, I guess?
1: I, I am. Those are the only OG games I play. Really?
0: Uh good. So that whole region of the Pokemon universe uh, was called Kanto. And my question for you is, if we were in if we woke up tomorrow and we were in Kanto and Pokemon were real. We go and see Professor Oak. Who would you pick as your starter? Now remember there's three. You get Charmander, Bulbasaur, or Squirtle.
1: So I based my entire pick off who I thought you were gonna pick. Oh, because if we were picking <laughs> if we were picking our Pokemon and, you know, we were just doing it. I feel like we would be rivals and want to fight each other all the time. So I'm going to pick Squirtle because I think you're going to pick Charmander.
0: I would pick Charmander.
1: <laughs> all right. How did you know I'd pick Charmander? Oh, dude, you love Charizard. <laughs> that That is, yeah. I do love yep. Charizard. But I also do like... Turtles, so oh. Squirtle's a good pick, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: I got you a turtle one time, remember?
1: I do remember. Thank you for that gift.
0: That was a mess, wasn't it? Because <laughs> you left them on the dash and it got so hot, it was like this rubber, rubber latex turtle with like a plastic shell. And it got so hot out one time, uh, the latex just melted, but it left yeah. hell. He's uh, <laughs> He became one with the car, if you will. Yeah, (laughs) melted the (laughs) dash. Um, Yeah, dude, I I, I do love me Charmander, because he's cute as a button. And that was the first, like, so there's the two cartridges, red and blue. One had this cool-ass dragon on it. The other one had, like, a turtle with water cannons. And I'm like, I'm going to go with this dragon with a little flame on his tail. He looks cool. So that was my first Pokemon game. I got the red one, and my older brother got the blue one. Yeah, because we, we were reading about how you have to have both versions to catch them all, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like some are uh, game exclusive, and so I was like, "Red, Red is my dude." Rock on! Even in Pokemon, Rock on. in Pokemon Go, uh, my little avatar guy, I spent some coinage to get Red's hat, because I look. You know what I mean? Can buy ah. So so in the original Pokemon series, it wasn't Ash Catchem; it was. Just The character's name is Red. And his rival's name Uh, is Blue.
1: I do remember that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wasn't it like, no matter what, if you picked the name Blue, the rival would be Red, or if you picked the name Red, it would be Blue?
0: No, 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 you get to pick whatever name you want still in the game, you know what I mean? So you could still name your rival Asshat or something. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah, I would always name something ridiculous.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's fun. Those were good games.
0: I loved them. But, yeah, dude, it would it, I think if Pokemon were real, that'd be amazing. Do you remember in the cartoon, like there was a thing about Charmander, like if his tail went out, the dude would literally die?
1: Oh, I do remember that. That, that, that sucks. Yeah, because like so, it, on that point of them being real, the if they were real, I would also pick Squirtle because you need water to survive. And I feel like Squirtle can, like, create water. Or at least when he's Blastoise, he can make water, right? Always hydrated.
0: Right. I was going to say, even even a Squirtle, you can still do, you know, like, bubble beam and stuff like that. But I, I'd still go with Charmander because once you fully evolve that dude, you have a dragon. And you can ride that beast everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Instantly, that is a very good point. you become Khaleesi. <laughs> Uh, in fact, that is a good point. In in my Pokemon Go game, I have a shiny Charizard, and his name is Drogen.
1: Nice. Uh, I do not have a shiny Charizard yet. I do have a shiny Blastoise, though.
0: You know what's even rarer than a shiny Blastoise?
1: A shiny Charizard?
0: No, the shiny Blastoise with the sunglasses.
1: Ah, uh, yes.
0: I don't have yes. one either.
1: Oh, darn.
0: Welcome to another episode of Geekcast X. Geekcast X is a podcast released each week dedicated to all things pop culture. We cover the latest geek news, movies, and comics, as well as doing reviews and commentary where you, the listener, watch along with us. If you'd like to reach out to us with an idea or feedback, please send an email to geekastx at gmail.com. That's G-E-E-K-A-S-T-X at gmail.com. Beside me is my partner in podcasting, Jake, and I'm Sean.
1: We give a special thanks to Anchor for giving us the tools to create this podcast. If you'd like to stay up to date and interact with us through our social media outlets, you can search GeekCastX on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We have a backlog of old episodes available on YouTube and iTunes. Our newest episodes are available on Spotify and Google Podcasts. We thank you for tuning in to another episode of GeekCastX.
0: Hey there, fellow geeks. As always, we start off with the latest news and stories from around the net. Coming up next. Jake, did you happen to see the teaser trailer for the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League?
1: I did. Um, Looks good. Just a little uh, take. Hey, I'm excited. What do you think?
0: Uh I think it was amazing. Like it was it's like 35 seconds and and that's literally all we needed to get a full like little sample to rub on our gums to get the full flavor of of this whole tonal change from Zack Snyder's Justice League from the Justice League. You know what I mean? Like it's completely like oh wow. This is feels like a whole different film. This one little 30 second oh, wow. clip
1: and what a little uh, taste of dark side there too.
0: You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I uh, I do I do. Uh, I, I I mean not dark side. Well, oh yeah yeah. There was a little bit at the end there, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I didn't realize. Yeah, what you were talking about that little snippet at the end. I thought we were just talking about like the cave painting, ruin kind of glyph looking thing we saw. But yeah, we do get like a like a two second shot of. You know, before he's called Dark Side, I forget his name, like UX Ion or something like that.
1: Yeah, something like that. Hey, weird. it just it teases the Dark Side's going to be there. And I've said it before, but I, that is by far the thing I'm most excited about. Give us some Dark Side. For
0: sure. I also hear some other heroes might make, make a cameo. Uh, we also heard, learned recently that maybe Ryan Reynolds might be returning his Green Lantern for a cameo yeah yeah um that and they they have confirmed that they move they're going to be moving up the release date
1: from november to midsummer oh that's fun yeah well as soon as possible humanly possible let's get let's get there in a flash i'm ready for it (laughs) (laughs) pun intended
0: yeah which is a perfect segue to our next news. Um, did you hear Michael Keaton? It's re- in talks. It's not confirmed yet. He is in talks to reprise his role as Bruce Wayne slash Batman in the Ezra Miller Flashpoint movie, which we also know will feature uh, Ray Fisher as uh, Victor Stone, a.k.a. Cyborg.
1: That is all wonderful news. I Holy crap. Are you serious? Like yeah. Michael Keaton again? What? I mean, honestly, it's I can't funny. believe we live in a. I can't believe we live in a world where that's going to happen. Like, I right. mean, well, he's in talks, so we don't know that it's happening. I mean, it's still, you know, he hasn't signed the dotted line apparently. But I just, I never even knew that was a real, like that could ever happen. Yeah. Never so so as I mentioned before,
0: this he will be playing Bruce Wayne, not Thomas Wayne, and then this will take place in that universe. And we'll totally ignore the Schumacher films, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. So we'll, we'll catch up with old man Bruce Wayne and find out what he's been doing this whole time. And he'll be kind of like a mentor, kind of, um, to to The Flash, I believe. Or wait, there was something specific it said. Uh, da, 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 da. Like a Nick Nick Fury. And also, he if he does continue this role, he could show up in another kind of Dark Knight. Uh, type films like um like Batgirl, any kind of Batman type films. He he might show up
1: for. Gotcha. I mean that is that's excellent news. I'm sure Keaton's. You know he's like yeah. You want me to? You want to keep paying me? Let's go. Right. You know I heard, I heard the other day that and now this is the internet, so who knows? But on the set of um spider-man homecoming whenever he had to interact with tom holland like in between cuts he would just go i'm batman you know <laughs> to just kind of right so I actually, hey, <laughs>
0: that's funny i was gonna say i actually just saw a um like he was doing a commencement ceremony for like some kind of graduation and he's like, you know, big, serious speech. And at the very end, he goes, if there's one thing I'll leave you with, it's these two words. And like, you know, we have no idea what's going on. And he gets down real low and he goes, I'm Batman.
1: And then like walks off stage. Uh, that's great. I love, I love all of this, you know, please, please bring Michael Keaton in. Oh my goodness. I, I saw sure. online too. And I mean, it, I think this is maybe clickbait, but there was a rumor out there that if it didn't work with Keaton, they were going to try to get Christian Bale to come back. And I'm like, all right, not bad, but, you know, I I don't know. In a situation we haven't had that, maybe I'm like, well, I'll take Keaton over Bale in this for sure.
0: For sure. Also, I love how they did the Infinite Crisis crossover with.
1: Everything connected, like right. everything. Suck it, Marvel. Everything's gonna. be... When you mentioned Ryan Reynolds earlier, I thought I thought that you meant like in the Flashpoint movie, but I, I don't know No, Justice League. Maybe. Really, I okay. I had heard wrong on that. I mean, he um, could be in the Flashpoint movie if they're really, really gunning for oh, Yeah. It.
0: Yeah, if we could go to eighty nine Batman universe, and you know, I mean, we visited Earth Prime, The Flash, Grant Gustin. We we have that cameo confirmed, and you know what I mean. We've seen it, and he goes. Victor said this wasn't possible. or no, he goes. I told Victor this was possible, and then he fades away, and he. That's apparently how he got his moniker as the Flash, because Grant Gustin's like, "You're the Flash. I'm the Flash," and he goes, "I'm the what? The Flash." And like, you know what I mean? Like he like it collected his brain, like, that's a good name. (laughs) Um, That
1: is good stuff. Everything
0: is connected. Yeah. It's funny because when you think about that, that reminds me of like the old Spider-Man movie where in Spider Man 3 they never call Venom by his name. It's in the credits though. Um But like it didn't occur to me they never call him the Flash in the Justice League movie.
1: Yeah, agreed. It's I always was just like, oh, it's the Flash, and nobody ever re- actually referred to him as such. Right. I wonder if they'll call him the Flash now. You know what I mean? They're, as yeah,
0: like, a, oh, <laughs> they better. Um, this so this week's and... news is very, very DC heavy. Um, obviously, because Comic Con isn't going to be happening this year, DC has been kind enough to put together this digital event called the DC Fandom which is going to be a um, like a digital comic-con in the sense. Um, And it's going to be, you know, five different parts. uh, And let me read this little official press release from this junket. All right. Uh, And Sarnoff, the chair and CEO of Warner brothers said that there is no fan like a DC fan for more than 85 years. The world has turned to the DC inspiring heroes and stories to lift us up and entertain us. And in this massive immersive digital event, which will occur uh, 24 24 hours, August 22nd. I believe that's a Saturday. um, This event will give everyone uh, new ways to personalize their journey through the DC universe without any lines, no tickets, no boundaries. With the DC FanDome, we're able to give fans from all around the world an exciting and unparalleled way to connect with their favorite DC characters as well as the incredible talent bring them to life from the page and onto the screen. So, yeah, it should be pretty fun. So, as I mentioned before, the DC Fan Dome will be uh, five different kind of sections, right? And the first bit uh, is called the epicenter of the DC fandom And it's basically called the Hall of Heroes, where you can experience, like, you know, different special programmings, panels and content and reveals. Kind of like you know, it's like Hall H from, from Comic-Con. You know, that's where the big stuff goes down. So, we'll get big reveals from like various films, TV series, the games coming out, all that jazz. Um, the next, you, and then it splits off into like four different kind of quote unquote wings or universes, right? So, there's the DC Watchverse, and you can kind of just sit back and watch as an audience member uh, with various kind of um, panels that they'll have. You know what I mean? So, like, this is where the other panels will have. So, kind of like, there's Hall H, which is the big reveal kind of hall. And then there's other different panels. Like, you know, so if we were at like a real Comic-Con, you'd see like, yo, Kevin Smith is having a panel here. And then Kevin Conroy and like the cast of the animated series, Batman is having a panel here. That's kind of what the DC watch versus. All right. And then the next kind of universe is called the DC U-verse, uh, which is all fan centered. All right. It's going to feature a lot of things from the fans. So you can, you know, feature cosplays. They want us to get involved as fans. So user generated content. So they want to see a, they want to feature our cosplays, our fan art, um, anything you want. Just submit it and it could be featured in the DC Uverse. verse um, then the third verse kind of is the DC Kidverse, uh, which is going to be for the um, Family—it's it's going to be more family-friendly or family-friendly content and activities and stuff for the younger fans, um, and that can be found at dckidsfandom.com. Uh, then there's a fourth, or that's the what is that the third? The next one is the DC Insiderverse, which is going to be centered around the creators. So you know they're going to be um, the, the, the people who help produce the content. So, there's going to be panels and videos and stuff with like Greg Berlanti, the, the guy who started the Aeroverse. I like to call it the Berlantiverse. Uh, stuff from Jim Lee. I'm sure many other, you know, illustrators, uh, writers, that kind of thing. And uh, basically, all, all the DC multiverse stuff that has to do with like the TV, games, movies, theme parks, and consumer products. Uh, And then the last but not least is the DC Funverse, which is where it kind of takes the DC fandom experience to a new level because you're able to um, download various comics and stuff and view them on their special comic book reader. Uh, They're going to have cool do it yourself uh, stuff from movies and stuff coming out. So like there's, they're going to have a uh, do it yourself, wonder woman, 84 golden armor that you can help, you know, put together uh various Batmobile kits. And then they're also going to have a bunch of digital giveaways. And a store there. It's like that's kind of where the um the swag is. (laughs) The DC swagverse is what it should be called. Because there's gonna gonna be like a digital store where you can like buy merchandise and limited edition exclusives.
1: That all sounds pretty amazing. I think I'm excited about the dc insider verse all the behind the scenes stuff access to the creators to hear like i'm sure there'll be a point where like fans can ask questions i mean i'll try to get in on that but no promises um but yeah (laughs) i mean that's that all sounds i mean it sounds really cool i might take the day off work honestly see if i can get in on that early you know what i mean but right. yeah, the insider verse really sounds my cup of tea.
0: I agree. Uh, I, I mean, anyone who knows me knows that behind the scenes stuff, concept art, all that stuff is my bread and butter. I love it. I eat that stuff up. Like you know, like it's going out of style. Like I, like if anyone ever mentions concept art for any kind of thing, I don't care how shitty it is or how ridiculous it is. I'm like, where? Let me see it. Like, have you seen the concept art for the? The third cancer canceled um, Burton
1: film. I have. I'd love to see it yeah. again. Actually, that
0: that Robin costume looked ridiculous.
1: <laughs> oh, it all looked pretty. Some of the behind the scenes stuff very much reminds me of like uh, um, some of those uh, the concept art. Sort of reminds me of like Nightmare Before Christmas a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, very. Well, the bat Harry suit looked cool. Ah, I haven't seen it in a minute. I'll have to check it out, though.
0: They had hmm. a whole maquette made up for it, too. It kind of looked like the Batman Incorporated, where it was, like, gray and looked kind of like Kevlar, and then the symbol was, like, outlined in black. Um, That's cool. Another cool thing... Have you ever seen the concept art for the Batgirl suit for the, the Joel Schumacher movies, where, like, instead of a symbol on her chest, it was the bat cut out, so you could see the cleavage... <laughs>
1: I have seen that. That is some, uh, that's some funny shit. Yeah. That's some, uh, rigid, rege- that's some old Sue Storm costume shit. Yeah. Some Power girl right there. I. I'd- that's funny. That would have been cool.
0: I think I'm most excited for that. And then obviously, you know, I, I, I want to see the merch. I'm, I'm a big, I'm a sucker when it comes to, uh, collectibles
1: yeah we'll see if it's if if the funds are there i may try and get some limited edition stuff something special from that event and see if i can yeah we'll see i'm well actually i'm pretty certain i'm probably gonna buy something that is from that (laughs) like a baseball hat something (laughs)
0: simple can i get a pin
1: how much is that (laughs) two bucks okay Okay, this was this was from 2020, that crazy fucking year, and they had the DC fandom, which was excellent. And yeah, I'm gonna remember it from this little item. I don't right. know what that item is yet, but I'll know it when I see it.
0: Jake, you're you're a bit of an artist, right? You should submit some work, submit some work to the uh, Uverse, and that'll be fun.
1: I'll see. Maybe I'll draw Batman or something and send it in.
0: I wish I were good at art. I'll submit something.
1: Sean is very good at art, actually, for this listening. I Yeah. I'm not. Frequently, his art is not necessarily nerdy all the time, like our show is, but I constantly push him to stuff, man. It all looks good. I think he should post it on I, here.
0: I actually most recently drew uh, The Shadow, who is a fan favorite of Jake and
1: I. It did. And that was very that was pretty geeky, but I mean it was it was good. Like yeah. Now all our listeners, Sean, are gonna wanna see your art.
0: <laughs> well, sometimes you post some of it on uh our Twitter page. If you ever go to Geek, what is it, Twitter slash GeekCastX? X?
1: Nah, if you just search the at Geek Cast X on tweet.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Alright, yeah, I'll start uh, submitting stuff to you to post, I guess. I always forget to sign up. <laughs> uh, I do yes. it all digitally on my phone. Um, moving on. <laughs> In other news, we've been talking about Schumacher this whole time. He, uh, he recently passed. He passed uh, last
1: week. Age 80. Yeah. Um, That's unfortunate. We got some good moves. Just Batman and Robin. Yeah. I mean, I love The Lost Boys. I do boys. love The Lost Boys. And also, I, I still love Batman Forever, so... Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was definitely... Yeah, I liked Batman Forever, you know, at the time. Uh, and I definitely loved the, the Lost Boys. That's one of my favorite takes on vampires. Uh, that was a good... Good movie. Um, I'll never forget the scene where they I eat.
1: don't know if you...
0: I'll never forget the scene where they're like eating Chinese food on the bridge or whatever. And then the guy looks in it and there's like maggots and shit instead of rice. Ew, yeah. And, and then when his brother is like outside the window and like can't control how he flies or whatever. So he's like holding on to the window and shit. Plus, plus we get uh, the two Corys who are vampire hunters. So they have like squirt guns and shit full of holy water. You know what I mean? It's pretty funny.
1: That's great. I don't know if you listened to the most recent episode of Fat Man Beyond where they actually cover this. But apparently Joel Schumacher claimed to have had sex with over 20,000 men. And I, I don't know about you, but that just makes me do some crazy math. Yeah, dude. and they mentioned are you trying to catch up on the show? I I most certainly am not. I mean That sounds like a slow Tuesday oh for my you. God. That sounds like <laughs> all the sexually transmitted diseases, to be honest. Right. But some, a whole some lot of math. died at eight. if he started at twenty, that's three hundred and thirty three dudes a year. So he had basically like a month off of banging, right. if you will. And I don't know. I don't know if that's really how it happened. You know, it was probably more concentrated at times. Right. And I, I don't know. But that's a crazy statistic. Also, I got to be honest. I didn't know he was gay. I mean, yeah. But he had to have also been incredible shape. Like, holy crap. You know what I mean? Are you saying
0: that the neon and the bat nipples—that's that's some stand The neon and the bat nipples did not give away that he was gay.
1: I, I guess it didn't. I, I guess it never hit me. Uh,
0: I hope this joke isn't in bad taste, but I mean, if there's not neon at his funeral, it's 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 a shame. All right, and somebody better put nipples on that casket.
1: All right, folks, it's time for our weekly top five where we rank different topics and don't tell each other what's on our list. Coming up next. All right, Geeks, so for this week's top five, Sean has agreed to indulge me. I've been on a bit of a Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball, you name it. To do Dragon Ball Z heroes, fighters, if you will, the good guys. All Top right. five it up. Okay. All right, Sean. So we always start off with the number five. Who's your number five?
0: My number five is Piccolo. King of the Demons. Oh, good pick. Isn't that his name in Dragon Ball? The Demon King?
1: The Demon King, yes. And King of the Demons. Or are you referring to the reincarnated Piccolo? Uh, I would go with the reincarnated
0: Piccolo. (laughs) Yeah, when he fuses the Kami and becomes. What was it? (laughs) When I said it like Prince, the mimic formerly known as Piccolo. The, The mimic. Yeah, yeah. Namekian who, who has since long forgotten his
1: name. Right. Uh, it's like, uh, Krillin calls him a super Namekian.
0: Yeah. Maddie is, dude. I love Piccolo. He, like, you know, he started off as a bad dude, has this really cool character arc, then he becomes, like, the Mandalorian, you know what I mean? In the sense where, like, he, he, he takes Gohan under his wing, this child, and, you know, raises him teaches him to fight, and yeah, he's, he's one of the most formidable Z fighters. You know, without him, Goku wouldn't have defeated Raditz. Uh, he, he, he takes on Imperfect Cell. Um, you know, straight on, like, what up? Uh, he, he's able to hold his own against Frieza for a little bit. But uh, eventually, yeah. uh, you know, he, he does fall behind and he is surpassed by the Saiyans, and he takes on kind of a new role as like you know protector the, yeah the well that or like you know the kind of like the strategist he's kind of like he, he kind of becomes like watchtower almost like oracle
1: All right so with that being said glow for my number 5 and yeah you were kind of getting to it there about how you know he sort of strategic one of the bunch see that's that's kind of why i have him and why he made 5 is he's not necessarily there for his fighting skill he's there for his brains i mean he's cunning he's very he's the one who ends up like getting go tanks in the times so that they can train and fight boo you know and he's delays boo every step that way Slow your um, son.
0: Slow your roll. It's the hyperbolic time chamber.
1: Ah, it's the room of spirit and time in the manga, though. <laughs> Check yourself before you wreck yourself, son. I know, but how many people
0: have read the manga versus seen the show?
1: Uh, possibly no. more. As yeah, there's a considerable number of uh, people, I who have most likely read it.
0: Oh. Well, I'm just saying, for our American listeners, who probably watch the show, rather than read the manga. I would have... uh, the hyperbolic time chamber sounds cooler. It's like, you know what you sound like right now? Like, people are like, it's corn. And you're like, no, nah, it's called maize.
1: That is the name that I know it by, because I have preferred to read it instead of suffer through those episodes where they all look constipated, charging up for a half an hour. Uh, So, uh, yeah. I have not watched those shows since I was a kid, but I have read that manga repeatedly since I watched. Really? Did you know... From a spirit and time to me.
0: (laughs) Did you know the voice actor, uh, Sean Schimmel, he does the voice of uh, Goku, uh, was in an interview saying that, like, when they do the ADR for the screaming and stuff, like, sometimes he gets so into it, he gets lightheaded and passes out in the booth.
1: Wow, that's intense. Yeah. Holy crap. So man, that's intense. So who's your number four?
0: Number four? I have go tanks. Uh because that was the first time we were introduced to the fusion uh between these, you know, two young lads, uh Trunks and Goten, and they fuse and become go tanks and um Again, they're able to take on Majin Buu and fight him, who's like, you know, the big baddie at the time. And right after we see Goku reveal that he can go Super Saiyan 3 within the, what'd you call it, Spirit and Time? The the room of Spirit and Time? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Hyperbolic Time Chamber. They're in there, and meanwhile, they're training... Um, Majin Buu is outside and he's just sitting there screaming produce and he gets so mad he just screams and rips a hole into that dimension and goes in there and fights him and that's when Piccolo gets the bright idea what if we blow up the door and he gets stuck in here then we don't have to worry about him getting out And at the same time Gotenks is still able to hold him off and then he's like boom check it out I can go Super Saiyan 3 as well and Piccolo's like wait you could have done that the whole time (laughs) (laughs) and then
1: kids uh, wanted to be dramatic
0: Right, yeah, you get that super ghost kamikaze attack. Uh, Again, you know, Boo's able to scream his way out of that realm, rip a hole in the dimension, and then Gotenks is able to do the same thing. You know, he's able to keep up. My thing is, I wish we were able to see, like, a teenage version or, like, a more adult version of Gotenks. Like, they never fuse again, and I think that's, you know, a little bit of a ripoff.
1: I agree, that is kind of lame. It'd be nice to see them as an adult. Code tanks, so that's a good pick. From actually went with Gohan, um, and I got Gohan because he's he's on par with the adults the whole time, as long as he gets mad. Like if you think about <laughs> it, when he's stuck in his little spaceship, you know, when Raditz is beating on Goku, he gets. Oh, I mean, when he defeats Cell, he gets angry. Goes Super Saiyan two. You know, it, it's good stuff. Um, but yeah, I also have him on there because he defeated Cell. That was a that was a huge win. Um, Get that father. That one of the. Yeah, that was that was pretty epic. Um, but I've always liked that. You know, he gets sidetracked from school to <laughs> go and fight in these battles. Right. I don't know. There's something. There's something cool. Is that cool? excuse me, there's something that is cool about that. Especially, I think when I was a kid, I was like, oh man, it would go out and be fighting in these battles instead of being in school, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, and I also greatly enjoy him as a young adult. I I think when he's off on his own and Goku's dead and before the tournament, and when he's running around as the great Saiyan man, like I, I actually do enjoy that time.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing that as a kid and before the American version came out, like seeing the toys for it in Japanese, and like, what the hell is this? (laughs) Who's the great Saiyan? Like I didn't know it was Gohan at the time. Because, you know, the figure had the mask on and stuff. And I had only known Gohan as a kid.
1: Yeah, that's funny. I I remember seeing a lot of those leaks. I remember when I was a kid one time. It was like I think a cartoon Cartoon Network, they only had the Frieza. Like, up until the Frieza saga for a while. It was so. And, it I ended up... it.
0: and then it would just keep starting over.
1: <laughs> right, right. Something like that. And I, I remember seeing, you know, other characters in the future. I'm like, who are these guys? You know? And right. the great Saban was probably one of them as well. All right. So, with that being said, your number three?
0: Number three, I have future Trunks from the uh, bad timeline. Because I think it's cool. You know, I think Future Trunks in general. Because, like, you know, it's cool when he comes back from the future. And, you know, he tries to warn everyone about the, um, you know, the androids. But the the most badass thing is, like, Frieza comes back. And we spent all this time. And Goku tried his hardest and all this stuff to try to defeat Frieza. Future Trunks takes him out in, like, two seconds. And then, you know, not only that, you know, him and Vegeta. You get that father-son dynamic where they become Ascended Saiyans, which isn't Super Saiyan 2 or whatever. They're just like Sai- Super Saiyan, but they're like super buff when they fight uh, yeah. Cell because they come out of the time chamber uh, all fucking badass and shit. And not only that, he gets that really... His hair grows, so he gets this really cool ponytail, and when he goes Super Saiyan, you know, his hair looks cool. I don't know, it, It's all good stuff with him. And he has that sword, and you got like a whole... So you got all these movies kind of focused around Trunks where like you got... You, you get to learn about his timeline and his future, uh, then how he comes back, and then you have another one where it explains how he got the sword.
1: All Trunks good cool. stuff. I love it. I got more to say about Trunks in a minute. Um, my number three, I went with Vegeta. I love Vegeta. Prideful Prince of the Sands. Yes, one of definitely one of the greatest Dragon Ball Z characters of all time. Um, I love his competitiveness with Ku. He's just tired to be. There's some. There's something that's really like pure to that. I think that competitiveness. Um, I mean, I love, and one of the things about Vegeta too that you kind of don't really think about is some of his more comedic moments, like there's when Goten and Trunks fight each other in the Strongest Under the Heavens tournament, like, Goten goes... And... Ahead of time that no one was allowed to do that, and Vegeta instantly, like, looks at Goku and is like, Kakarot, that was a cheap shot! (laughs) You know, all angry and pissed that that Goten cheated. And it's like, (laughs) "Yeah, not even... Fighting in this battle, son. Like, <laughs> you know? Right. But, and, you know, and then there's a really like touching moment later on in Dragon Ball Super where, like, Vegeta won't go fight in the next tournament because Balma's going to give birth any day to Trunk's younger sister, bro. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of cool, but Goku's like, no, when Gohan and Goten were born, and Fujita's like, I'm I'm the one who's right, right? I'm, like, I, I <laughs> I'm not a... an asshole, no. right? <laughs> and I think he actually says, yeah, I'm pretty sure he actually says to Goku, he's like, you might be a good person, but you're a terrible father. And sure. yeah, I just, sure. I always find that, find that to be pretty funny.
0: I, one of my favorite comedic moments is at one of the end of the movies. I can't remember which one. Him and Pickle are just sitting in the middle of a lake, chilling on a rock. And then Pickle is like, is it over? And then Vegeta's like, not until the fish jumps. And then a fish hops out of the water and he goes, it's over. And then the credits roll.
1: Oh, that's great. Um, another
0: that's thing funny. is one of my another another favorite moments is when Vegeta goes to take on the androids for the first time. Uh, and he reveals that he can go Super Saiyan. And Gohan goes, look who joined the Super Saiyan club! And I'm like, ah. And then Again, he has another touching moment where, you know, he, he, he goes when he becomes Majin Vegeta and he sacrifices himself. You know what I mean? So you think he's evil because he wants the power and then Trunks comes up to him and he's talking to him or whatever. And then he knocks him out so that, you know, who, who was it who carries unconscious Trunks away? Piccolo, that's right. Yeah, he picks it up and like... Gives us luck to Piccolo, and he goes. We know what has to happen, and so that's when he like you know self destructs or whatever.
1: Right, it's. It, I think that's kind of what makes Fujita so cool, is he is such a bad guy to begin with, and you you really see a crazy character arc for him, where right. he he does die wearing
0: Are... Hawaiian shirts and shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: grow mustaches. Just kidding, that's not canon anymore. Uh, oh and- my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> and and they cut his hair. Isn't that disgusting? Super short. Don't grow. Sands don't yeah. grow hair. Their hair is whatever they're born with is what they got. Oh, GT sucks so hard. Oh, fuck off. Right.
0: I love GT. Super Saiyan 4 looked badass. And then he gets the I mean, Blux wave because like. he can't go Super Saiyan 4 on his own because he's a little bitch. So he becomes, you know, Super Saiyan... Uh, what is it called? Uh, Ur- uh, Uranga? What's the giant ape called? Uzaru. He goes like Super Saiyan Uzaru or whatever. And then he's able to control it and become... Oh, dude, and then it becomes Baby Vegeta. Do you remember that? When that, that bad guy, Baby, takes over his body and he has like the white hair and shit? I don't know. I thought it was cool.
1: Yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah now that it's not canon i feel like i wasted that time you know what i mean like oh fuck i learned all this information watched so much of this show what a waste it's not even canon anymore
1: <laughs> right right oh man yeah ah, gt man the dancing lost man i'm not gonna lie I just...
0: oh this is bad.
1: but okay yeah but, without further ado what's your number two uh
0: Number two, I have Gohan because Gohan is amazing and it's interesting because it's like Dragon Ball was about Goku growing up but it's kind of like Dragon Ball Z is about Gohan. You know what I mean? Because we see him as a kid and we watch him grow into an adult and as he has all these different masters and stuff he he honors them by training under their gi. Like, look how long he wore the piccolo outfit and then, you know, he kind of started training with his dad and he went to the orange and, you know, at one point He gets his full potential unlocked. And uh, in Dragon Ball Super, uh, he doesn't go Super Saiyan. And Goku asks him why. And he goes, well, because, you know, I've had my full potential unlocked. So it doesn't matter how powerful I become. I'm already at that limit. So even if I do go Super Saiyan, it doesn't get any higher. Not only that, when we see him in the future, the future trunks... The future of Trunks. Yeah, he gets his arm blown off, and he's still able to take on Android 17 and 18. He's a badass, dude.
1: Ooh, yeah. I honestly making my list all about the future of Trunks. Yeah, yeah dude, that's one of my favorite parts. Gohan is. That is probably one of the best movies. Ever. I Haven't seen all of them, but I would imagine that's got it there. Um, that's when he... Gohan is. That Gohan is epic, and he like
0: explains to Trunks like that's how you go Super Saiyan. Use your rage, harness it. You know, and one of my favorite lines is like when he gets his arm blown off, he gives the Senso Bean to Trunks, and he goes, one left, just like my arm." <laughs> <laughs>
1: so that's a great point. Number two is Future Trunks. I am a mad fan of future trunks i love that he's vegeta's son i love their character development um you know where they become you know vegeta acknowledges him as his son gets angry asks him um but yeah man i love the clothes the sword the time machine he's the second super san we see and you mentioned it earlier as well. Like, what a way to introduce the next Super Saiyan! He just comes in and kills Frieza and his dad right away. Like, all right, King I'm Cold, down. not
0: not Vegeta. But... The way oh, you worded that you. was
1: weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His his apocalyptic future was epic. I love seeing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just. It's like the Frieza saga was great, you know, and we saw, you know, we saw the Super Saiyan for the first time and we saw them leave Earth for the first time. But like, I feel like when Trunks gets there, it takes it sort of to the next level a bit. Um, Definitely in terms of like fighter strength, because it's it's like only the guys that are can go Super Saiyan can handle it. I mean, he's yeah, that the future of Trunks movie is epic. I love that shit. Oh, I'm, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna rewatch this. Probably. You know, it's funny
0: because because that. Speaking of trunks, um, one of my favorite bits is when he's like talking about the androids, and then you know they find you know the Doctor Gero and his little buddy, and then he's like, "Guys, these aren't the androids." Like, so they think they defeated them easily, and it's like, oh no, you <laughs> done.
1: You're done. You're right. done goofed. That's good stuff. All right, Sean. Mentions.
0: In no particular order, I have Krillin, because he's the strongest human. And, you know, we see him as a kid and, you know, an arrogant a-hole to grow into a humble adult. Uh, Android 18, because she's awesome, because, you know, she was a bad guy and she becomes a good guy and ends up marrying Krillin. Um, Goku, Vegeta... You know, both Saiyans, those are on my honorable mentions. Um, I'll explain why later. And Vegito is also on my honorable mentions because they're pretty. When the, the the Bora earrings fuse them,
1: it's cool. Nice. All right, so for mine, I got Go. I mean, reasons you said. I, I couldn't put him on my list, though, because he's he's only there for a minute. Um, Krillin, strongest human on Earth. Bulma, Bulma's there in the beginning. I know she's not a fighter, but whoo, if she hadn't met up with Goku, we wouldn't have had any of this. And she's the genius that, like, lets them do all their crazy shit. So, yeah.
0: I mean, without her, they um, wouldn't be able to find the Dragon Balls.
1: Right, exactly. I put Vegerot, or Vegito, as you said on my list as well um i absolutely love it when he pops up wait that's a name in the manga
0: that
1: sure is i kind of like that better so do i i like that it's like it's goku's sand name right it's like
0: superman and kal-al you know what i mean
1: right yeah absolutely i mean there are just so many parallels there you know but and my last final excuse me my last honorable mention i went with master roshi um I love the old pervy termit, turtle hermit dude. He's, I, I mean, I think he's great. I absolutely, I recently just finished Dragon Ball Super for the first time that had been on my pile of shame for a long time. And there was an absolutely just stellar moment with Master Roshi where he like train, he teaches Goku one last thing. And it's like, oh, it's perfect. All right, Sean, who's your number one? So for my number
0: one, because I couldn't choose between Goku and Vegeta because they're both my favorite. I went with Gogeta because I think he is obviously, I mean, he's the fusion of both of them, but like the more badass fusion of both of them. You know what I mean? Like Vegeta is cool or Vegeta-rot, which I'm going to call him now, uh, (laughs) is cool. But Gogeta is so much cooler because he's like, I don't know, I feel like Vegeta is more Vegeta than Goku whereas Gogeta is more Goku than Vegeta. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he looks way more badass. And, you know, you get him fighting Janempa, and he goes like Super Saiyan, and then you get to see that Super Dragon Fist move he has. And then even in GT, which isn't canon anymore, when he when they fuse, like, that's their last-ditch effort. They're like, oh, wait, we can do the fusion. And then, they, you know, Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta to take out the Omega Shenron. So good. He just toys with them the whole time. I like that tiny jacket. I don't know. Is that weird? That's cool.
1: <laughs> no, no, not at all. I was going to say one of the things that puts Vegra out of mine is I like his clothing more than Gogeta.
0: So you like the kind of inverse Goku colors where instead of mainly orange and, and highlighted in blue, it's mainly blue highlighted in orange.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I like the gloves in Dragon Ball. I think those are cool. Sure. Just the way that Toriyama draws them. Alright, so for my number one, it might be pretty obvious at this point, but I went with Goku himself. He started it all. He's the main character. He is lovable. He loves to fight. He uh, pretty much only wants to fight. I I like that. There's a purity to it. There's a part that he carried that part from his Saiyan heritage. Um, but honestly, he is a very... To me, he's an inspiring character, you know, somebody that, you know, he's, he's kind of dumb, but you love him. But he just works so hard and has such a enthusiasm for, like, everything that he does. He's all about um, pushing think, limits. Yes, I'll agree to that. Yep. And sort of in the way that, like, Superman's an inspiring character, you know? I always I always make that kind of comparison that, like... I mean, I know people debate it all the time, but I really do think that, like, Goku and Superman are so similar in a lot of senses and just how good they are. Um, and, yeah, and I guess that would make Vegeta, General Zod, Piccolo, Batman, Gohan, Robin, off on a tangent. But <laughs> I just, I love Goku so much. I mean, he's funny, you know, he makes you, he gives you some touching moments but you're always rooting for him. Yeah, you know? dude. And... One of my
0: favorite moments is uh, when he does take on Majin Buu for the first time and he goes, you know, he's explaining the uh, Super Saiyan 3, you know what I mean? The different, you know what I mean? Like, this is Super Saiyan and this is the Ascended Saiyan or as I call it, Super Saiyan 2. And then when he finally goes Super Saiyan 3, uh, Babidi's all like, whoa, whoa, what are you? And he goes, ally to good, nightmare to you. And like, that is
1: so badass. Yeah, he's got good stuff. I mean, I don't I personally don't think he's the worst father ever. You know, I think he is I think he is a good, you know honestly, I think he was a good dad to Gohan. Taught him to do the right thing. I don't know about Goten yet. You know, there's not as much content as on him as of course, but yeah, I mean Goku is such a he's just such a staple for me. Just such a great character.
0: Now it's time for our panel review with our Comic Crusader. Jake, what do you got for us this week, buddy? All
1: right, Geeks. So for this week's panel review, since we did Dragon Ball Heroes for our top five, I thought it would be fitting for me to review Dragon Ball Super um, for the panel review. Uh, this one is written by Akira Toriyama. What's different about this is he did not do the art. Um, the art is by a guy by the name of Toyotaro. And I probably butchered that, but yeah, we get three arcs within Dragon Ball Super. Um, we see more of other universes, other gods, gods of destruction, more lords of lords and lords of worlds and lords of everything.
0: Oh, uh, what did you like best about it? This is the first volume, right?
1: Oh, sorry. I was I was doing it like I, I should have said this. I should have. Um. No, I finished it since we recorded last. My apologies. You
0: finished all Dragon Ball Super?
1: <laughs> yes, I did.
0: So you know how it ends?
1: Yes. Well... Wind. No. Um no technically i don't know how it ends because there's like some new villain and that was the last i could get fuck who does win the whole thing um oh 17 wins right and, yeah which is for yes oh man Super 17 i thought about adding him to my honorable mentions because i thought that was so epic um yeah that ultra instinct stuff was a bit gay but whatever. Dude, I think, yeah,
0: fucking, like, we get it. You're a Super Saiyan God. Oh, you can go even more? God damn.
1: <laughs> right. All right. <clears throat> I'll get that out. Mark didn't ask me what I liked best. All right. Three,
0: two, one. Mark. So now that you've finished Dragon Ball Super uh, in manga form,
1: uh, what did you like best? I gotta say, I like the return to the humor um dragon the ending of dragon ball z is pretty gets pretty serious i mean at one point we see like an elderly couple get shot and yeah i mean it it has its moments of humor (laughs) we see some moments of humor if you will um not not consistent no the elderly couple was not necessarily the humorous part although in a sense no in the comic not, I did kind <laughs> of find it funny <laughs> but yeah
0: so that being said what do you find you were most critical
1: of um a couple things there's like a million more transformations I think All that's right. yeah that that kind of gets a little bit old um, one of the villains is able to just continuously keep getting pout keep getting powered up and yeah i mean that's a little bit yeah that's a little bit annoying but like parasites you know, yeah sure um but uh, one thing and this really isn't a criticism but one thing that's just different is with the art being done by someone else and toriyama does help out a lot with the art as shown in some of the behind the scenes stuff um, yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not the same consistency. Some of the proportions are off for the characters, but yeah, not so much as a criticism is just something that I was like, oh, I miss, I miss Toriyama's art. So I guess to wrap it up, what, uh, what would you rate this? Um, to rate Dragon Ball Super on a whole, I'm going to give it a four. I Star will say Dragon yeah, <laughs> Team Four Star. Thank you, Dragon Ball Bridge. Um, but... Ghost <laughs> Nappa. Oh my gosh! Look, Vegeta, it's a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, a Pokemon. but I'm gonna give this one a four. It is as a Dragon Ball fan, it is by far worth the read, the watch. If you'd prefer that, it's I love it. It's great stuff. Right on. I guess that wraps up another d X. As a special preview for next week's, we're going to be doing Dragon Ball Villains instead. Um, so we'll see you there. Stay tuned.
0: Right. And then coming up, another uh, D-Cast X one-shot, we'll be
1: watching and commentating on Justice League Doom. We give a special thanks to Anchor for giving us the tools to create this podcast. If you'd like to stay up to date and interact with us through our social media outlets, you can search GeekCastX on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We have a backlog of old episodes available on YouTube and iTunes. Our newest episodes are available on Spotify and Google Podcasts. We thank you for tuning in to another episode of GeekCastX.